these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I'm Danny Ryan, joined with you in studio, Tony Scott How you doing, Danny? Good And on the phone, um, replacing Carl East this week uh, He's been suspended for one week he went 0 for 5 in his pickups. You go 0 for 5, you're out of the show for a week. Well, it's it's Schwan's Cup rules. Yeah, if you don't, if you can't win a game, you're freaking out. Yeah. So we've brought in um, some heavy hitters, per se, and we brought in Luke Lowhite this week for a senior from Minnetonka. How you doing, Luke? Hey, good. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Glad to have you. Um, we think that you kind of bring this lineup more beef power, you know, than Carl does. Big time. Right. How about those right. big hits you had yesterday? Uh, I'm definitely feeling them right now, that's for sure. <laughs> Probably a fun win over Edina, not for, for obvious reasons, rivalry wise, but you played elite league with a lot of these guys last fall. Talk about how what the bond is like when you guys get together and play Tonka Edina. Well, obviously, like, like you said, the rivalry is pretty big, and it's always been big, but yeah, playing with them in the, in the fall and kind of getting to know them, and then Going and playing these kinds of games, it makes it even more fun, like the atmosphere. I mean, it, having, what, 3,000 people on hand at Pagel and then having 2,000 more watching the game, it makes it pretty special, and it was really fun. And obviously, to get to get the win after that embarrassing loss at Braemar was pretty big for us as well. Oh, you're doing fine on this on this podcast already. You're already better than Carl. So. Yeah, exactly. You, he admits faults where Carl does not. Yeah, Embarrassing does not. loss. Yeah, I so. like it. I like it. So let's get let's get rolling. We have the rankings. Uh, we'll talk. Bring uh, Luke in in a second after we do the rankings. Do you want to rifle through the double A's? Yeah. So these are actually Carl's rankings. He emailed us, which is all we allow him yeah. to do right now. That's right. Um, so number one, he put Minnetonka. Deservedly so, beating number two, Edina. Number three, he has St. Thomas Academy. And four, he has Duluth East after a loss to Cloquet. Five is Creighton, even yep. though they tied Stillwater. Uh, Holy Family is six. White Bear Lake, seven. Moorhead, eight. Brainerd, nine. And why is that a ten? And that's, that's the same ten that we came up with without him. So we really didn't even need him. Don't even need Carl. <laughs> Luke's already doing so much better. This is great. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to rifle through the, the Class A's, which was much more difficult than the double A's, by the way. Hermantown stays at one. We move Greenway up after a good week to number two. Matamidi three after beating Cathedral. We knock Cathedral down to four, who edged out Orno in a game we saw that was number five. Alex had a good week. Um, Sartell, uh, number seven. Eight is East Grand Forks, who had an awesome week this week. Mount Westonka stays in the top ten at number nine. And number ten was just a... You know, a crapshoot trying to find a top 10 team. Because we couldn't find one, we defaulted back to World, who lost to Bemidji uh, this week 5-2. to two. So there's the top 10. I want to get a player's perspective on rankings. The number one ranked team in the state. Do you like that, Luke? Or would you rather be maybe number two at this point in the season? I actually was just talking about that with some of the guys last night. And I think, you know, it's obviously lots of pressure to... Uh, be number one and be at the top of the rankings. But I think a lot of us 
you know, when we see that, it kind of depends on what time of the season it is. I mean, so uh, I was talking to some of the guys last night, and I feel like mid-season it's a lot of pressure, and then once you get to the end, it kind of builds confidence within your team. So I think it definitely helps. But then again, we try not to pay attention too much to it. Uh, we just try to keep, you know, go to practice every day and just keep doing what we do. But, yeah, I think I think it depends on where you're at and what – and it definitely builds confidence right now going into the playoffs, that's for sure. Well, good deal. Good deal. Another good answer. You're already way ahead of Carl. Yeah. Way yeah. ahead, way ahead. The full-time member status is almost yeah. there <laughs> for is. the podcast. It is. Um, let's go through some games that happened this week. So I'll read off some scores. Um, Orono 0, Holy Family 5, avenging a tie earlier in the season. Have you had a chance to see Holy Family yet? Because you've likely seen them in the playoffs, Luke. Yeah, I I've seen them a little bit. I I haven't watched a ton, but I, I mean they're they're gonna be the same. They have a lot of guys from last year. They're they're heavy and they they have some speed. And obviously, uh, Almquist is pretty special. So they'll they'll be a tough team. St. Michael Elverville three, Maple Grove zero. Maple Grove needs to find goal scoring because they can stop stuff, but they can't score stuff right now. And right. Um, it was more of that than St. Michael. St. Michael played well. They got a um, shorthanded goal in this game. I was at this one. Yeah. Um, it really it was a tale of just Olympic sized ice and not much to do with it for Maple Grove. Alexandria one, Brainerd three. Pretty good win there for Brainerd, I thought. Um, Mount West Tonka one, New Prague two, and a team that you should probably start looking out yeah. for in New Prague. Yeah, New Prague is in your section, Luke, and I guarantee you haven't seen him play because the two hockey nerds here haven't seen him play either. <laughs> but they got some. They tied at Hermantown. Yeah. Beat Mount. They've got some. This is a team that I. You guys don't. When you get New Prague on your. And in, in the for a first round game, don't look past them. They're pretty good. It's like the Chan game for you guys last right, year. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Game of note a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, can we bash Carl as much as possible in this? No. Okay. Oh yeah. Six. East guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cloquet six. East three. I think it's five three. Was it five three? Four three with an empty net or made it five three. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I wrote it down wrong. Yep. Yep. Um, but. Tony, you said that you watched I watched this game from cover to cover. It was all East. I mean, literally in (laughs) overdrive. And then, you know, third period, they flipped the switch. They cloquet them, basically. They just came out of nowhere, scored, got big goals, got great goaltending. It was, you know, they they were outshot, but they found a way to win. And at the end of the year, it doesn't really matter who has more shots on goal. It's with more goals than that, and they did it. And here's the thing about Cloquet, I think, this year, is they really only care, you know, to get up right now to play one team. And that's it, East. And that's East. And they have because they could also lose their first-round game in sections. Oh, yeah, they could get flaked pretty easily yeah. type of thing. But For I, those that don't know, flaked means getting beat by Forest Lake. In, in a quarterfinal matchup yeah. when you're a clear dominant team. Yeah. Um, but I, I look at Cloquet, and they may win this section, but they may just get running timed in the tournament if they get there type of thing because they just put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah, you never know. Uh, you guys have played the Lewis East Group. Talk a little bit about your uh, summary of what those guys are like. I mean, they're just – they're obviously just a classic up north team. They played a really heavy game against us in that 
threw us off. I think we weren't really expecting that. Um, I mean, they have a lot, and again, they have lots of skill with that first line. I mean, the Worth has what, like 50, 60 some points this year, and then you got Donovan, and they they have lots of skill, but they also play the heavy game, which makes them pretty hard to play against. So they're they're a really good team. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. That was a hockey day game, right? What? I, no, it wasn't hockey day. No, no. There was I was, a lot going on there. Carl, Carl came into town to see yeah. that game. It wasn't hockey day. Yeah. It was a big game, I tell you. I know that. Exactly. Um, here's a big game for Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids 4, Bemidji 1. That was a, kind of a rivalry game a little bit. They play each other very close. Got me on my pick six. Pick six loss for me on that one. Uh, Roseville three, Blaine four, and Blaine squeaked out of that one. Yeah, yeah. that's a game of note. Um, St. Thomas Academy eight, Montagnetti zero. St. Thomas Academy wins the Metro East with that, which I think is the first time that they've won outright section title ever. That league title. Yeah, it, yeah, from Classic Suburban or whatever they want to call themselves. Yep. Um, and then a pick game for us last week, War Road 2, Bemidji 5. We, Carl and I got that one wrong. Well, Carl got that one wrong. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Champlin Park 1, Anoka 2 in overtime in a section game that probably has 4 or 5 implications. Yep, I have Champlin Park at 4. We'll talk about that one a little later. Um, Lakeville South 1, Duluth East 4, bouncing back after the cloquet. Not a surprise. Um, how about a game that was a little bit of a surprise? I mean, one that we were at, Orono 3, St. Cloud Cathedral 5. You want to talk about this one for a little bit? I thought it was all Orono um, had, from a scoring perspective, was just kind of like humping, drumming along, up 2 nothing, scored when they needed to score, and then... And Babichuel played outstanding yes. the whole game. And they just basically... It was all third, all St. Cloud in the third period. I thought they used their speed, they used their tenacity. I'll use the terms that Luke's using. They played a heavy game. They they have three lines that can beat you. And then they shocked me, you know, two days later at least the Montevideo, who I thought was on a downward trend. So hard to say, but I I like Cathedral a lot as a as a semifinalist in the terms. I like them as a finalist. To be completely honest, after well, seeing them play, probably play Mata Mita and that game. But I just liked how Cathedral played. I thought Warner played a great third period, getting a hat trick, a natural hat trick. Then right in the third period, is that called a natural? I forget. No, that natural hat trick be three in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row. Um, but I thought he played um, very well. He simplified his game when it came to the third period. Tried to do some special moves in the first two, but really slowed things down, and they um, they capitalized that on the third period. And we talked to Derek Brown after the game, and it sounds like the pep talk was kind of win or go home. Yeah, it's section hockey. Luke, you guys had a section type of game yesterday. Does it feel like section play when you play together? Yeah, it does. It, it, I mean, obviously the fans and just everyone being there, and you get the students there, and then just obviously the rivalry and it makes it it makes it pretty intense and towards the end of the year as it gets closer you start getting more anxious and um I think we were all pretty we were all pretty hyped up and we were definitely prepared for last night and it makes it that much more fun. Okay, don't dig into it that much. No, let's 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 move past and I'll start reading some more scores. Prior like two Holy Family seven locking up the two seed we would assume in seven, or two double A. 
Um, Lane 5, Totino Grace 4 in overtime. Good good performance by Totino there. Yep. Um, they couldn't follow it up against Andover. They lost 92. So, <laughs> still waiting on the, the Eagles. Talk about some Eagles. Eagle Prairie 3 was that a 4 in the late conference game. Yep. Um, in a 1A matchup, Mankato East 1, Elbert Lee 3 with an empty netter. So, Elbert Lee locks up the number 1 seed. Yep. Sartell 2, Alex 3 in overtime. Hibbing one of the better games tonight. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Exactly. That that place would have been popping. Yeah. Um, Hibbing to Evelith four, locking up the four five game as Evelith will be the four seed probably yep. now. East Grand one, Rozo one. Interesting score. Yep. Another interesting score. Breck three, Minneapolis four in overtime. That parade too. Yep. Um, Litchfield 2, Mound 3. Litchfield giving another, you know, pretty decent game. I, I still think Litchfield can win that section 3A. I think so, too. That's kind of why I noted that one in there. Um, game that you mentioned earlier, Matamidi 4, St. Cloud Cathedral 2. Lakeville South 1, Eastview 2. Interesting. Um, good win by Eastview there. Eastview just keeps rolling. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's of note there. Mankato West one, Mankato East two, overtime. Yeah, good. Um, I wish I that game. Uh, good performance by Mankato West there. Yep. Scarlets, right? Yeah. No. Yes. Yep. The Scarlets and the Cougars. Yep. Here's a shocker: Virginia one, St. Paul Johnson four. Definitely a shocker. We have them coming up in a pick and poop, so take note. All right. Paul Johnson just beat Virginia. <laughs> oh, I got it. Just, just remember that. <laughs> yeah. And Minneapolis just beat Breck. So All right. I have my note no out. out. Um, <laughs> good, good. Um, Alex won East Graham 4-4. East Graham had a good week this week. Um, New Prague 0, Holy Family 3. It's worth note that Holy Family only scored three goals on New Prague. Okay? New yeah. Prague, team to watch. Okay? Yep. Um, Creighton Durham Hall 2. Stillwater 2 in overtime. I think it was 3 3. Maybe it was 2. I don't know. I think it was 2 2. That's okay. what I wrote down. And then the probably the biggest upset of the week um, St. Louis Park 2, Bloomington Jefferson 8. Did not, no did not saw that saw, see that coming. And I'm guessing Luke didn't see that coming because they played a both. And the game against Jefferson was not even close. Do you, do, you, do you think those teams are about even? I think St. Louis Park had. I think St. Louis Park is a little better. I, I think that Mobley line with uh, Mobley and his brother on the back end, they're they're pretty good when they played against us. They're solid. But, yeah, I was I saw that score. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, well, I was there. I was surprised, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen a team take so many ridiculous penalties. I mean, they just basically handed Jefferson the power, about seven or eight power plays, and Jefferson cashed in time and time again. Evan Redepenning played really well on that for Jefferson, and they walked out of there with a running time. Okay, big game of the week. Edina 3, Minnetonka 5, but in all intents and purposes, it was probably 3-4. to four. If this yeah. game was at Braemar, that last goal wouldn't have counted. Um, okay, how do we start breaking this one down? Luke, what, what were your takeaways on this game? What was your guys' mindset going in and I think our our team's mindset going in was we just wanted to play our game. I think 
we kind of got away from that in our, in our last game against them, obviously. Um, but no, I think we, we kind of, I mean, Goldie preached to us. He's like, we just got to play fast. We got to finish our checks and we just got to play our game. And we really, we really start. I thought we started off really well in the first period. I think we've kind of gotten away from that lately, but we, we were all really uh, hyped up, obviously, and we wanted, we wanted revenge after that, you know, embarrassing loss there. So I think we did really well with that. Talk about how important the first goal, Bobby's pass to Bayless, getting you guys a lead so you aren't going to, you know, I think it was important mentally for you guys, like, hey, we're not going to get blown out again. We're, we got the lead. I think it probably did something for you guys. Yeah, it definitely helped. I, I think – I think when we get on the power play, we have a lot, a lot of confidence, and I think, um, you know, that that first goal is huge for us. Like you said, it it kind of gave us that feeling that you know we're not letting this happen again. So it, that was definitely huge, and it really it really helped us and got us going. A couple interesting aspects of this game. So Demetrius Kamatis did not play in this game, and uh, Mike Borlicky did not play in this game either. And when Tonka scored two goals in the third period, Ben Brinkman had a blades issue, and he couldn't go out on the ice. So it, it was a little bit, you know, they were missing some players, and Tonka was finally healthy again. And so what does the addition of Josh Lukey on your team do for you guys and bring your confidence? Yeah, it's on, huge. Like, I mean, he's, stuff like that. he's kind of been, you know, a lot of the a lot of the energy he lead he leads by example as a as a junior he goes out there and he i mean every day in practice and every game he he works so hard he he's one of the hardest working guys on the team and he like i say he leads by example and it's huge to have him back and like you said on the power play he he's able to settle things settle things down and he can obviously put the puck in the back of that I talked about this a little bit on the broadcast. Talk a little bit about that senior line, that third line with McGannon and Andy's, Andy's and Ryan Elder. They're big. Uh, they're skilled. Uh, they. I think that's one of the biggest differences on your team compared to any other team that you've seen in the state. Talk a little bit about those three guys. You've grown up with them your whole life. Yeah, I mean, first off, they're all they're all great guys, and I think that's one of our biggest assets this year is we're all a really tight-knit group, and when you have a third line of all seniors and they're able to do their job, it, it just makes it that much easier as a team to kind of work together. Um, but no, they're, they, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are right now without them. I mean, they, they've really been kind of our glue line and they, they always, they always do their job and they, uh, I mean, you can't say much about them other than they, they get stuff done. That's what, that's what we ask of them. And they, and they, they really don't. And the thing is they don't complain about it. You'd think that, you know, a line of three seniors on, on the third line, there'd be some controversy, but they they just go out there every day and get to, get their job done, which is what we need them to do, and they've been doing that all year. And Glock played probably one of his best games of the year last night. Talk to, I mean, you and I both know he's kind of a goofball. Tell us a little bit about Glock and what he brings. <laughs> yeah, to no, Glock, Glock's a great Glock's a great uh, character to have in the locker room. I think he. Before games, he before games like last night, he's pretty quiet. But then, you know, once the game gets going, he uh, he, he kind of gets involved with us and he gets really into it, which makes it that much better. I mean, he he's really vocal with us, and I mean, he played unbelievable last night. So we we wouldn't have 
that that score would have been the same without him. So he he's a great guy to have in the locker room. And again, he's a he's a glue guy, and he's awesome to have. And yeah, we couldn't be be here without him. You know, Glockner didn't have the best save. It was that Mackay save. Yeah. Where he saved it with his paddle, and then the rush goes the other way, and Sammy just buries it. What did you guys think at that point? You're up 4-1. You're on the power play. It's kind of – you can see their shoulders slumping. It's like it's game over. What were you guys thinking? And all of a sudden, Mackay makes that save. They go back the other way. It's 4-2. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if that would have gotten back to that, I mean – that game would have been totally different for the rest of the time. I mean, that would have been that would have been kind of the sealer. But I think after Sammy put that one in, I think we all just need to kind of take a step back and realize we we're still up by two goals and we have plenty of time left. And I think we just need to take a step back and breathe. And uh, the coaches helped us out with that. And we just need to stay calm and uh, and just keep pl- plugging our game and getting pucks behind them. And I think we did well with that for the rest of the game. So we. We try not to try not to freak out too much. That's for sure. Right. Well, one thing that I, I do want to ask is: so Goldie line matched you against the Walker line, and he put Doctor and Lukey out there as well. Most every time that Sammy was out there, what was it like playing it, it, against somebody like? It's Sammy? challenging, obviously. I mean, it's. And I, personally, I like being able to go into a game like that and have a challenge and be able to have my coach come up to me and say, you know, you're going up against their top line. And that, that's a challenge for me to go in the game. And I got to push myself. And, and it, it's really it's really nice to go in there and be able to go up against someone like him. I mean, he's one of the best players in the state, if not the best. And uh, it, it's really hard going up against him. But I think we played him really well last night. And it was, it's obviously always fun going up against him because, like I said, it's always a challenge. It makes it even more fun. Last question, Luke. Do you have your own podcast? You're doing pretty well. So <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't have my own. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you're doing great. All right. We're going to switch gears now. We're going to talk a little section seating. Um, Wait, you want to do a, a little red-black player? Oh, that's next. That's after this. Yeah. No, red-black's after section seating. Oh, okay. okay. All right. That's so fine by me. We'll jump into section seating. We're only going to do double A this week. We'll do, we'll do single A next week. We'll save that for maybe a different maybe a different player. I don't even know if some other people <laughs> who aren't on the show this week are allowed back. Ah, he might not be allowed back. <laughs> All right. So we got this thing down now to uh, percentages. Danny and I did the percentages. We're going to read off the new percentages this week. And, by the way, the percentages do add up to 100 now because we got some math geeks out there. Because like some phony numbers that Tony was throwing out last week. Oh, well, there's a 177% chance that I this just, session's going to end up like this. I was giving my percentages. They didn't add up to 100. Now they do. So well, we brought some private school math into some public school areas. Absolutely. I am definitely a public schooler. <laughs> Mathematicians. So, so we're two against one now. Okay? <laughs> All right. So one double A, we have Lakeville North at 46%, Lakeville South at 44%, and we have Century and Farmington each at 5 You guys played probably one of the best games of the year. One of the best games I've seen was the Lakeville North game where you guys skated to a 2-2 two to two tie. Lucy scored with 7.1 seven seven seconds, seconds, I think. Talk a little bit yeah, about I that mean, game. Go it was back obviously early in the season. We were kind of getting our feet under us, but... No, they were really they were a really tough team to play against. I think we were kind of we came into that game underestimating them, and 
they came out and played a really tough, strong game. And no, I think they're I think they're underrated. I think they I think they have a good shot at going state, and I think they're a really good team. I think uh, uh, use the Luke term. They play heavy. They are, Garrett Daly's a hard hitter. Schneider, it's Schneider, Blake Brandt. I I like this team, and they can have timely goaltending as well. Yeah, great goaltending that night, boy, boy. Will Johnson played off his mind. All right, two double your section, Luke. Let's go through what we say. The experts say are the chances that add up to to a hundred here. Taka we got at sixty percent. Holy Family at twenty percent. EP at ten. Chaska and Fire Lake at five percent. Uh, Luke, what do you think? Of I think it's uh, if not, I think it's the toughest. I think it's the toughest section in the state. Honestly, I think you know Chaska coming up with their young guys and they have really good, really good skill this year, and they have a lot of different players like Kester, Lavelle, Pitlick. I mean, they they're really good this year, and I think they're they're gonna be a team to watch in sections. And then you add on like, uh, I mean, Eden Prairie is always tough. Uh, I mean, obviously, Holy Family, but no, I th- I think every game is going to be really important for us, and it's going to be really important for everyone in that section. It'll be fun. No matter how it ends up with the 4-5 game in that section, whether it's Chaska against Fire Lake or EP against Chaska, however that thing turns out, that's going to be a heck of a 4-5 game. Yeah, that one's going to be good. I have a question for you, Luke. So, if us hockey nerds can look up and see that Holy Family has never lost in Minnetonka. Yeah, that it, way it definitely does. I mean, guys, we've been talking you know, about it look at really matchup. all season. I mean, and ever since we lost them in sections last year, I think it's, I think it's really heavy on us. I think that's definitely just more and more motivation to play them in sections and obviously beat them. So no, it, it definitely that's definitely in the back of our minds when we go into section and in the playoffs. So. I think it makes it that much better, though, so it'll be fun. All right, Section 3AA, we have St. Thomas is 80%. I think that's the highest percentage of all eight sections. Eastview at 10%, and then Egan, and then just list off the rest of them. Egan, I believe Egan, Rosemont, Burnsville, Jefferson are all five percenters. Yeah. Do you agree with that? In a fighting chance. Yeah, they have a fighting chance to get to that second final. I think Rosemont might have the better of the group. Yes. Because of Ben Gary. Yep. And that's and they have some other very very skilled players. You play he's really ben he's Gary really solid there. He's, he's a, a he's a great. He, I mean, first off, he's a great kid. I mean, he's. He's a great guy, and he, and he was solid for us all season during the Blade season. He's really – you can count on him to make saves, and he comes up big in big games. So, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely big for that Rosemount team, I think. So you could see him. He's got the quality of play. You Could you see him taking his team – Winning nine. I I, I can. I, I think he can. I, I think he's able to do it. I think he definitely can. He he can come up big time and in, in big time games. And I think he definitely can. I think he has it has it in his pocket. And he's able to do it. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, I I really think he can. He's a really he's a really good tender. The only hesitation I have with St. Thomas, and we'll learn a lot about them this week, is they play Lakeville North. And Lakeville North is probably their heaviest hitting team on their schedule. And 
you know, that will say a lot about how they respond with a team like that. Egan will probably probably try to play them like that. One of the best games I saw all year, and I know it was the first game of the season, but literally it was the St. Thomas Minnetonka game over at Big. Talk a little bit about that game. You, know, you had two wonderful games over at Big last, uh, over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, that, that was obviously really fun. The first game of the year. Um, I mean, I think we all, both teams were pretty hyped up going in, going into the first game. We had, we both knew that we were, you know, top five teams and we knew, we knew each other and, uh, it was really fun. They played a really fast and upbeat, upbeat game, and they're tough to play against. But uh, obviously, it was really fun to come out with a W against them. And and again, the, we, we met them in Schwann's, and it was again a tough game against them. So then, but... yeah, yeah, that was a, was a shootout game. Yeah. Right? Uh, two, so you've had two great games with them already this year. So I just think that Tonka and St. Thomas just match up so well against each other. Both have really good speed, good goaltending. You know, it's just the matchups line to line are very good as well. So much fun to watch. Okay, yeah. let's switch gears to four double A. We have White Bear coming in at sixty percent, Hill at thirty percent, Tartan and Irondale coming at five percent. So. Uh, I think they're pretty good. At, if I remember right, they have a, they have a pretty big uh, goaltender. He's pretty tall and he's pretty lengthy, and I remember him playing pretty well against us. So I, I, they're a pretty good team. They held us. I think they held us to four goals, which is uh, you know it was a pretty good game. And I, I remember the Helgeson line. They had some good speed, and obviously he's a really good player. So no, I think they're a really good team. And I never can rule out Hill Murray uh, out, you know, of a section game because they have Bill Lechner, you know, type of thing. And I could almost see, you know, White Bear has, you know, track records of losing the Tartans in the semifinals. So this is weird things could happen. We might not see a White Bear um, Hill Murray final. It'd be really awesome. Aldrich would be, I think, more popping than a Stillwater. Um, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I think. White Bear has got they got three good defensemen and they have two really really good lines. I think this is the team to be the section. That I think so too. I, okay. I think so too. I'm not uh, arguing that. All right. Now here's a section that's not fared very well in the state tournament in recent <laughs> memory. Five double. It's just true. I'm just telling okay. you the facts. Sure. Okay. Centennial I got coming in at 50 percent. Maple Grove at 30 percent. Blaine at 15 and Champlin Park at five. I think the only reason Champlin Park is five percent is there's nobody else. And they have a good goaltender. Oh, they're the best. I think one of the best goaltenders in the state. I think this section comes down to goaltending in a lot of ways. Yeah, I still Centennial. There's a good Travis goalie. Allen, all, all, yeah, all four teams have a great goalie. That's what I mean. And so something something weird can happen. You know, fluky goals go in, and you have timely goaltending that shuts it down. And I think Centennial is clearly the best team in this one. The only team they're more yeah, like yeah, I, I think the Blaine. I think they have a lot of skilled the players. I think the, like the Brodzinski and uh, Hillman, and then Daninger is a pretty good goalie. I think he. He he has some really good games, and I think when he's on, he's he's hard to beat. So no, I I think we just caught him on an off game, but no, definitely they're a team to watch. Yeah. Yep. Daniger was on your Bantam League team, wasn't he? 
was really good in that league. Really good. All right, let's switch gears to six double A. Uh, this is a really good section. Uh, I have Edina at 40, Creighton at 20, uh, Wyzetta at 20, and then St. Louis Park at 10, Benilde and Blake at 5%. Um, what do you think, Danny? I think we'll learn a lot about Wyzetta in, on Saturday. They play Edina at Braemar. and So the last game was a 3-1 to one game. So I really think Edina's in the driver's seat, but you don't want to play Creighton. And then Creighton's semifinal matchup possibly could be Wyzetta. And then that's a hard game. There's a lot of weird – and where does St. Louis Park fall into this thing? Can they give Edina a game? You know, I think this is Edina's, but where it falls after that and who Edina plays and how Edina wins to get there is really weird. All right, Luke, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We think Edina's the clear cut, and I don't think you'll disagree after playing them yesterday. Uh, these teams, and you will, will have played them all except Creighton, Creighton, Wyzetta, St. Louis Park, Benilde, and Blake. You have Blake on the schedule. Creighton giving them a good run. I, even though we haven't played them this year, I, think I, I watched them a little bit in the Schwans, and I watched them online a little bit. But I think they have really good speed. They're a fast team. And I think that matches up pretty well against Edina, and I think they can really take it to them. And obviously, Wyzetta, I mean, during playoffs, Wyzetta always seems to come on. So I think they can definitely give them a tough game, too, with their heavy and physical game. So I think I think both those both those teams will really give them a run. He's got a good show. I'm convinced of it. He's just not telling us about it. It's a yeah. secret podcast. He's doing so well. <laughs> All right, here we go. Seven double A. This is a good one. We had a fun time with this one, Luke. Kind of coming up with the percentages. We think based they they're doing their section seating based on a computerized ranking formula. And as as of today, it's East Andover, Okay. Elk Marshall, correct? Yeah. Somewhere like somewhere that. But all that really matters is Andover has the higher seed over Cloquet. So East we have at 30%, Andover at 20%, Cloquet at 30%, meaning Cloquet and East are 30-30, meaning they're even. And then we have Elk River and Marshall at 10% each. Uh, Danny, let's talk a little bit about how we came up with the, those numbers, and then we'll ask Luke about his, well, his opinion. And we didn't even mention Grand Rapids, who has the best goaltender. But I think when we look at this, Cloquet's going to get up to play East. They're going to want that matchup again. So whether or not they sleep you know, on anybody to get there is a question mark. So that's yeah. why they're at 30. Why East is at 30 is because the Marshall or Elk matchup, although they blew out Elk, I feel more confident for East versus Elk than Marshall versus Elk, which was an overtime game at Heritage. There's And so East isn't really a cakewalk into their section final. And then if they play Cloquet, that's even less of a cakewalk than Andover, who they smoked earlier in the season, which they won't do this time around. No, Andover and, will give them a game if it comes down to section final. And Andover is so gritty and grindy, I, and they have great goaltending. I don't know if they have timely goals and puck luck like Cloquet could have in that 2-3 possible matchup. This is just – there's a lot of just weird storylines that could possibly – and all that. I think the 
QRF heads in it that really boost, makes it even boostier. It does, and I don't like that. I don't. No one likes that. All right, Luke. Uh, you got you. You faced. I think. I think the two biggest ones. I think. I mean, we played Marshall too, and I think they. I mean, they play like I said about some other teams. They play a heavy game. They're physical. Their D are really solid with Stauber, and then they have. Uh, I mean, then they have Levi up front, and then Granis obviously is having a great year, and he's. He's a great player. So I can see them, and also obviously Cloquet. I can see both of them getting up for those kinds of games. and um, So I can see both of them trying to can maybe take Duluth East down. But either way, whatever way it goes, it'll be a great game because they're both, they both, they all play the same way. And it'll be, it'll be really tough. I mean, just like last year, wasn't it like three or two overtimes with Rapids and uh, Duluth East? I think it'll be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's at the end of the day, if it's a Duluth team, and Connie Kofi has Duluth, if it's a Duluth team in that section final, expect it to go to overtime. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. And look at last year, Luke brought this up. It took Rapid three third period goals on Saturday to beat Elk River as the early game at like 11 o'clock. So. Yeah. And that was the most that they were down in the whole, like, state tournament, you know, like, playoffs and everything. So, anything can happen, really. All right, last section. Here we go. Uh, Moorhead, we, at 8AA, Moorhead at 40%, Brainerd 40%. We say that because we think they're 50-50. They've forced each, each beaten each other handily this year. Um, St. Michael at 10, St. Cloud at 5, and Rosal at 5. Luke, you've only seen... Morehead. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't much I, obviously, about we Brainerd. played Morehead. I don't know much about uh, Brainerd. That, that I know a couple guys on the team. Uh, you know on the team, but um, yeah, I mean Morehead. Morehead with the Rancliffe line, and then they have Fresh at the back end, and their uh, goaltender's pretty good. But yeah, I think. It, it, I think they'll both match up pretty well, and I think it'll be a really good game. But I think Morehead is. I think they'll get up for playoffs like they always do usually. So I think, it, but. I think it could go either way, and they're both great teams. I'm going to go, assuming they make it to the section final, I'm going to just go on traditional. I mean, Moorhead spent 24 some time, you know, 20 some time, Brainerd spent zero. Who's Brainerd? something. Who's Brainerd's head coach? Uh, has he been to state? Yes. Has he won state? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, who's he coach? He's a head coach. Yeah, Blaine. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was one of his first years, really, at right. Blaine. And so, um, he knows how to get his guys up. And he might not have the tradition of the Brainerd name, but he carries the tradition of his own name right. as well. And I think that's important because he can take you there because he's been there. Cousin, I believe, is Eric, and coached at at Centennial, won a state title. And then I don't know if Whitey was his uncle. Eric's father is Whitey, Whitey. so that would make um, Dave his nephew. Yes. Yeah. Whitey just passed away a long time. St. Holmes coach, which is a good segue back to Luke Lloyd, (laughs) whose uncle was who coached at St. Olaf after Whitey played for Whitey at St. Olaf. What do you what do you know about uh, I mean obviously uh, it was uncle, definitely you know, Uncle Sean it, it was a great place for him. It was it really meant stuff. a lot to him. I mean he I mean his family kinda of, his three daughter, daughters grew up around there. They 
I mean, we, we kind of, honestly, we, we grew up with St. Olaf in our life, and it was kind of, you know, it, we went to their games, and, you know, it was, it, it was it was awesome. I think it meant a lot to him, but I think I think him coming back home means more to him than anything. I think he, I think this is what he wanted to do, and I, I, I think this is right for him, and I think he's really happy with what happened, and, you know, I, I, he wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely, so it's probably I mean, obviously, he, a special you know, we go to family dinners and you get one side of them, and then you go to go to the rink and you get a totally different side of them. But it, it's fun because you get the, you know, you get two different people, but it, it's it's awesome. And he's been not only great for me to have around, but great for the team and the whole program, honestly, and the whole school. It's been it's been awesome. And he's he's totally changed, changed the culture, and it's been really good for us. <laughs> I just fully expected once he was yeah coach, no that, that's not how that's not how it works it was, doing uh, everything but it didn't work he, out that way did it he just still had to he, he expects a little more right? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing he does I'm guessing he does all right let's change, let's switch gears now we've gone through our double A sections who was our red black player of the week. Uh, last week, um, Danny, um, Brady Adolfied uh, offered ID. Oh, well, close okay. enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> so bad. I know you're so bad at these. Oh. What did he do? Where does he play? Um, two goals this week for Mountain West Tonka and their win, uh, three to two win over Litchfield Dasso Cocado. So a good um, conference win for the White Hawks over the Dragons and um, good. Uh, Two goals, you would assume that he had the key part in the win. Oh, yeah, big part of the win. Uh, Red Black's a great league for players looking for, you know, an opportunity to play in the fall before the season starts. It's also a great opportunity for kids to, you know, you know, stay fresh during the spring. So we'll move on now to our games of the week. Lots of okay. games of the week. A little bit different between games of the week and pick em. So let's just talk about some games that aren't the pick as we lead in, and we'll get your comments here in a second. Stillwater plays St. Thomas on Tuesday. Uh, Duluthies comes down to play Maple Grove. Bemidji plays Moorhead in an interesting matchup. Yeah. Bemidji's kind of the second seed. They're getting dodged right yeah. now. And they have the best goaltender possibly in that section. Um, Holy Family plays St. Cloud Cathedral at the MAC. I think that has a lot of interesting storylines about yes. it. Um, and then that's what I have for Tuesday. Wednesday has a rare matchup, Wednesday matchup. Uh, Hill Murray plays Elk River at Elk. That's a good game. That's an interesting game. Both teams could use a good win before going into section play. Um, Edina plays Eden Prairie in a late conference game on Thursday. St. Thomas, like we mentioned before, plays Lakeville North at Lakeville North. Wyzetta plays Tonka at Pagel. I say, um, I, I say we win it. Are you guys in control then? Do you win this? Do you win the late conference, or do you? I have, mean, have I'm gonna be. If I'm gonna be honest, if it goes to goal, <laughs> if it goes to goal differential, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, no, that that won't be good for us. No. What's that, Luke? Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> that wouldn't be good any time at any place for Wyzetta. 
No. Any season goal no. differential. Not good. <laughs> Not, Not good. good. Not good. Um, St. Cloud Cathedral also plays Monticello on Thursday. Ooh, St. Cloud Cathedral's strength of schedule. Their last five is crazy. It's really nuts. Um, Hibbing plays Greenway as well on Thursday. Who's playing so much better? Who? Hibbing. But they just lost to Evelyn. No, but they've been playing this whole, the last, yeah. their last, you look at their last 10, it's been pretty impressive. And so this is an interesting game. It's at the Snake Pit, so it's at um, Greenway. So uh, Hibbing could do some damage here, or it's interesting, of note. If they can beat Greenway, they could make a case for that. So. The four seed? Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, Blaine plays White Bear Lake on Friday, and I mentioned this. This is a reschedule. I think I said it was last week, but it's actually got rescheduled due to storm. Caucuses. Oh, caucuses. It, right. it, it got caucus, and <laughs> <laughs> and so they play at Aldrich on Friday at three o'clock. That's it, awful. That's, that's awful. It's like I would rat. I want to go to the all my fault. Poker game. Yeah. Three in the afternoon. We're gonna blame Luke on scheduling there. Uh huh. And so, <laughs> all your fault. <laughs> he he accepts faults. He's so I, much yeah, better I than Carl. So uh, on Saturday, Hill Murray plays Moorhead up in Moorhead, and Holy Family plays Stillwater in a rematch of a pretty decent game last year. Yeah. Um, and then this is in 2007. I know. And then the grand finale. Um, why well, is that a place you dine at, at night at Framar, which should be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I think we'll be cheering for why is that on yep. so they can get their yes. title to themselves. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter according to Luke because they're already winners. Oh, they already won it. They're right. They won it. They won it. All right, here we go. Uh, last segment of the show is the Pickums, And last week, as we've probably mentioned four or five times, Carl went... 0 for 5. Oh, that's I went 2 for 5, and Danny climbs into the lead uh, with a 3 for 5 week. We have five more on, on tap here. I get to go first because I'm the most beautiful. Um, Benil St. Margaret's St. Louis Park. I'm going to go with Benil. I've seen both these teams very recently. I say Benil on this one. I think when we played them, they gave us a pretty tough first period. Uh, and they, standing in they got for Carl, skills, so I say uh, Luke, you want to take your pick? Yeah, yeah, no, they uh, they're a tough team. Yeah, I, I say Benil. Yeah, you've seen them just recently. It was close. It was three to three in in the second period. All right, uh, Danny, that leaves you with. Well, I was going to pick St. Louis Park anyways, in what I call the USC UCLA game, it is. where they, <laughs> they both... share the same stadium. <laughs> yes, and who you know. wears what jersey matchup? Nobody and, knows. But I, I think St. Louis Park bounces back after the loss to Jefferson and kind of establishes um, the four seed, I would think, in this section with the win. So I'm going to go St. Louis Park at home. Yeah, bum, bum, bum. at home. Close, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Luke, you get to go first on this one. Uh, not much local knowledge, uh, I'm guessing. I, I, I got to Minneapolis. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go with Minneapolis take on, on this one. St. Paul Johnson. Uh, what do you got, Luke? I like it. I, I like, like that pick, too. And can I you like force me into yeah. taking St. Paul? Can I be Paul? like a Lee Corso and be like, Luke, you are on point with this. Here's why. Minneapolis has beaten Matamida. 
They've beaten Orno. They've beaten Breck. <laughs> like, they can be good teams. I, I have no doubt that they can compete. God, they would be so good with Jake Hale. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Who do you got, Danny? You're up next. Uh, Minneapolis. Oh, my gosh. So what are they called? You're the... forcing me to take seats. What's Paul? Minneapolis? I'm from Minneapolis. Nick... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is okay. really. I'll I'm take St. Paul. Much Johnson, sadness. Grudgingly, I'll take St. Paul. Hey, Johnson. Much sadness, but I'm over it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> it was real quick. All right, you get to go first on this one, Danny. This is the Lakeville North, Lakeville South game. Go ahead. I was at the first one, um, and this one is at Lakeville South, so it's at Hesse. Mm-hmm. Um, Hesse. Hesse. Um, I'm gonna go North. Still, I, I liked North's play. I thought the forward talent of North stood out. It's more senior heavy. Now, granted, Novak and Airholtz for Lakeville South are going to be monsters. But I in the future, in the future, I just think when you line match a freshman line against the senior line, doesn't always end well. Okay. North. All right, um, Luke. The rules are if you get. You you might have to take Lakeville South here. I'm totally okay with that. We can't goocher anybody and pick all three across. So I'm going to goocher you. I'm going to force you to take Lakeville South. <laughs> I'm going to take Lakeville North. Are you okay with that? All right. You're so accommodating. We really <laughs> yeah, appreciate wow, it. Wow. This is really weird. <laughs> this is really good. Now I come back to me first on this one. This one is St. Michael, Albertville, and Brainerd. Again, this is a tough one. I have no idea who to pick. Um... I think that I'm going to go Brainerd. It's I'll take St. Michael Robertville. I say they give him a good game. I say they get the W. You, Luke, you want uh, St. Michael Albertville or Brainerd in this one? All right. What I do think, you got? I think this is going to be a good matchup of the top lines, but I think Brainerd wants to put their foot on the gas and establish why they're the number one possibly. Yeah, absolutely. And if they have a good win here, they could grab the number one seed over Moorhead, and I think they do it. I think you do. We talked to Pete Matnich, the St. Cloud coach, when we were up there, and he thought that Brainerd will get the number one seed, or that's his vote for the number one seed. And rightfully so right now. I agree. Too. I agree. All right, last one. Luke, you get the yeah, first Yeah, I'd say Duluth Marshall. I think they uh, play really heavy in fast game. I think, they're, I think they'll get, get one in this one. They're a good Duluth team. Marshall, you get first pick. All right, so where are you going with this one, Danny? That's a snake pit, but I think that Greenway is going to get granite. Yep. So you're going to take Marshall as well, forcing me into green into Greenway. I got forced into a lot of picks this week. That That's too bad. wouldn't have taken. Oh, my God. But I can live with it. I'm a man. I can live yeah. with it. Uh, speaking of men, uh, you are a great young man. Luke, I appreciate you joining us on today's show. We have a blast with you. You're way better than Carl in your first week already. Probably will be better at Pickums than Carl is. And probably will be better than Carl at Pickums, that's for sure. So for Luke Wilhite and Danny Thank Ryan, you. Thank you for having it's been me. a fun show. We'll see everybody around the rink. Good luck to you, Luke, in the uh, dist- uh, excuse me, section playoffs and especially the state tournament. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. We'll see you guys around the rink. These looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter 
When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 